0: We're pleased to welcome Matt Mayoko of NBC Sports Bay Area who's covered the Niners for nearly three decades and was at the game a couple hours ago. Matt, it's funny to hear the guys talk about how they don't care how they win, if it's ugly, if it's not pretty football, blah, blah, blah. How would you describe the Niners' style of football when they win?
1: Well, I mean, it, when they win, it, it can take any number of different shapes. You know, usually it's a defense-led Team, and usually it's the running game, uh, putting up some big numbers. Um, you know, their, their passing game has been efficient. It hasn't been anything really to marvel over. And I think that's probably the the next stage of you know, the next evolution where the 49ers go this season is they. you look at them and you go, man, they, they have too many offensive weapons not to put up big numbers. You know, when you look at – Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell, I mean they have enough skill players to, to to get rolling. And as Kyle Shanahan blow out some teams, and you add in the defense that has been playing so well, and there's really I just can't really put my finger on why they aren't playing better. But hey, this was a win, you know, and <laughs> the NFL a win is a win, and so you just move on. But I do look at them and go at five and four. With eight games left in the season, and uh, there's only two true road games uh, to finish out the season. Wow. I I could definitely see where they can get on a roll and and finish strong.
0: Good to see Elijah Mitchell out there and making a contribution. We know what Christian McCaffrey has done, and he's staying healthy this season as well. Uh, There's a couple of other guys that have returned on the defensive side of the ball. So they have this run-the-ball-stop-the-run type of base level Mm -hmm. for their formula. It does obviously take their guys being available. So at this point, Week 10, how healthy are they?
1: Uh, They're pretty healthy. They're about as healthy as they've been all season. The only two guys that you know for certain – who've played this year, who won't be back are Trey Lance and Emmanuel Mosley, the cornerback. Everybody else has a chance. And of course, you know, they did lose Jason Brett, but he hasn't played yet. And they were kind of looking at him as kind of a bonus if Mm. he could get on the field. But Eric Armstead, who's a big key to that defense in the middle, he should be back in a couple of weeks. And they're holding out hope that Javon Kinlaw, another big defensive tackle, can get back out there. But right now, I mean, they're you know they're they're healthy by and large, and it, they're the guys who are on the shelf are guys who um, they expect back at some point by and large. So it's a team that I, I could I could look at them. You know, as other teams probably look at them and think that you know they're dangerous. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're a dangerous team, and I think they I think they get a lot of respect uh, around the league. And it, I think a lot of it is on potential of, of what this team can mold into as the season season goes on, because we really haven't seen them put together a complete performance. You know, They've played a half a good football here, a half a good football there, <laughs> but that's been enough for them to go five and four.
0: And you're saying there really aren't any answers for that. There's not one common reason why they haven't been able to play consistent football yet?
1: I, I I don't, I can't put my finger on it, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, it it seems like there's something different. I And today, you know, they, you look at it. I mean, they, they threw the ball efficiently. Um, they ran the ball efficiently. Uh, they had the one turnover. They were very good on third downs, but they just kind of bogged down by and large in the red zone. So, uh they they scored the two touchdowns, but that's not good enough. You know, that offense should be scoring more than two touchdowns a game. So no, it's something I I can't really put my finger on. Um I I think that enough teams now maybe in the NFL run, some variation of Kyle Shanahan's offense that defenses get a lot more looks at that per season. And so I do think that the defenses that have played the forty ers have been pretty pretty well-schooled and prepared to face this offense.
0: Matt Mayoko is with us from NBC Sports Bay Area covering the Niners Sunday night football win that puts them above five hundred now and firmly in second place in the West Division. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. The Christian McCaffrey addition, uh, we know there was other competition for him, namely the Rams were really interested and had put together a package to try to bring him on board. We've seen him with the trifecta in one game. He's been an instant injection of yardage and points to the Niners. But what does he mean to the team off the field or behind the scenes when we can't see it?
1: Well, I think the, the very first thing was when that trade was made on a Thursday night and before he even arrived in the Bay Area from Charlotte, they had a team meeting. And, and during that meeting, John Lynch, general manager, and Kyle Shanahan addressed the team and they looked at all the players in the room and said, hey, the reason we made this trade is because we have confidence that you guys right here are good enough so that if we add another player of Christian McCaffrey's talent level and his stature, that this team can go all the way. So they, the way they pitched it to the team or the way they sold it to the team was, this is a reinforcement of the confidence we have in you. And so I do think that his Arrival did signal kind of a I, I don't know not not necessarily a rebirth but just kind of a little bit more okay it's on you know there there's no excuses this season for not reaching their goals um, you know what are there a handful or six or eight teams in the NFL right now who probably think they have legitimate shots at winning the Super Bowl and I think the Forty ers are on that list of teams. Uh, that feel and, and have a reason to feel that if things turn out right, if the ball bounces their way uh, into December and January, that they have a chance to be playing for that Lombardi Trophy.
0: It's just crazy, Matt, that they started out the season after an entire offseason training camp preseason centered around Trey Lance and yeah. his abilities. And how many times did Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch try to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo? In fact, my line that I use is "Is Kyle Shanahan can't quit him. He can't. He's tried, but he can't get rid of him. <laughs> uh, and so <laughs> then it turns out that they're going to need Jimmy, and back together they come. And I'm so amazed by Jimmy's professionalism because there are so many other athletes and forget just athletes, human beings who would not be as gracious and as professional in the situation that Jimmy has been.
1: It's been crazy. It really has. And, you know, it was two days after the season, 49 lose to the Rams in the NFC championship game. And and at that point we were, I think we are yeah, we were still doing the zoom interviews and on, on that zoom interview, two days after the season, he, Said goodbye to the media. He said it's been fun. You know, he, he talked to the fan base and said, you know, to the to the 49ers faithful, thank you for everything. It's been quite a ride. And boom, you know, the the uh, the Zoom call was over, and that was the last we'd ever thought we'd ever see of Jimmy Garoppolo as a member of the 49ers. And the 49ers were convinced that that they were going to be able to trade him, and they were going to get a pretty good price in return. And then a week before the start of the new league year, when trades could be executed, he had that shoulder surgery. The teams that were interested backed off and they they went in different directions. The Fournette still thought that they'd be able to trade him, but that just never happened. And then finally, you know, a, couple, a few weeks into training camp, and John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan were talking. And they were like, you know what? There's actually a possibility that he could be back. And they, they went to Jimmy with that scenario, and he was. Kept an open mind, and lo and behold, there were no injuries in training camp. The, the, uh, the Browns decided they wanted to stick with Jacoby Brissett until Deshaun Watson became available to play for them. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, I might mention wisely, <laughs> decided to stick with <laughs> Geno Smith as their starter. And the next thing you know is there was no starting job out there for Jimmy Garoppolo and so it was basically he had the, and this, is, this looks kind of brilliant on his part now, he felt like the best opportunity for him was to return to the 49ers as a backup mm. just in case what actually ended up happening in week two ended up happening, which was Trey Lance goes down with a season-ending injury, Jimmy Garoppolo with no off-season program, with no training camp, steps in, and, you know, he he did not look good, if you recall that Sunday night game against the Broncos. In right. fact, he looked pretty darn bad. And a lot of that, I think, was pinned on the fact that he didn't have training camp. So he just kind of stepped in, and away they go. And you know, there was a struggle there at the beginning. But, you know, you look at him, he's playing good football. You know, he he, he no one's ever going to say that he's a top eight quarterback in the league or an elite quarterback. But I don't think anybody... Relevant would also say that he's the worst or one of the worst starting quarterbacks nah. in the league. He fits into that middle tier of quarterbacks. And for the 49ers, he's a really good fit because he has a quick release. He gets the ball out. He's accurate with the underneath stuff. And the 49ers are loaded with guys who can make run after the catch. And he's he puts it in a good position for those guys to run with the football after they catch it.
0: And he and Kyle are fine. Everything's great. I, 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 I that's a great
1: question, Amy. I don't know. they you know what? They're they're both honest guys. They're both good guys. They. I think that everything that Kyle Shanahan thinks about Jimmy, he he's told Jimmy. So I don't think there are a whole lot of secrets there. <laughs> and the way I look at it would be, if if things weren't right with Jimmy Garoppolo, if he if he and Kyle weren't getting along or there were issues between the two of them, then why would Jimmy have wanted to come back? And why would Kyle have wanted to keep him around? So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I I think it's a, it's a symbiotic relationship where I think they're good for each other. I I don't think Garoppolo, right. I mean, I think Garoppolo gets uh, helps Kyle Shanahan because He's won a lot of football games as starting quarterback for Kyle Shanahan. And I think Shanahan's system and his coaching helps Garoppolo because I think he gets a lot out of Garoppolo. So, you know, it might not, not always be smooth. It, it might not, not always be totally comfortable. Um, I'm sure at times there are hurt feelings and there have been hurt feelings. But at the end of the day, I think they're better off with each other.
0: Mm. I appreciate that, Matt. That's great insight. Before I let you go, uh, Niners linebacker Dre Greenlaw was ejected. This is in the second quarter. It was a nasty-looking helmet-to-helmet hit on Herbert. What was the reaction in the locker room? Or I don't know if anyone was able to speak to him after about that about yeah. that particular hit.
1: Well, the 49ers didn't think that it, it warranted an ejection because at that point, Justin Herbert was a ball carrier. But the league office, or at least uh, Waldo Anderson, the uh, – uh, officiating, uh, vice president of, of officiating said that because Herbert was down already at the time that the helmet to helmet hit was made, it was considered flagrant because he had an opportunity to change direction or, or make a different decision in how he hit Herbert. So it, it's, it's tough. It looked bad. The league is trying to take away those helmet to helmet hits and, right. and it should. But I also kind of look at it like, man, it's a tough it's a tough thing for Drake Greenlaw to be running at full speed and recognize that Herbert has his knee down and pull off of that. But he's got to be able to avoid those helmet-to-helmet contact. And with the other thing that Walter Anderson kind of left out there was that all these hits are reviewed later. That decision to eject him came from New York after the replays were watched there. And now the league has... Uh, a decision to make, whether it wants to, I mean, he'll certainly get fined for that hit. And and now even on the table would be a possible suspension. So we'll see how this thing plays out over the next couple of days. But the 49ers did not believe that that hit and that play warranted an ejection. So they weren't real pleased about that part of it.
0: All right. Matt Mayoko has been a long day. He's a longtime Niners (laughs) insider covering Sunday Night Football, which I know takes a little extra oomph. Uh, You can find him on Twitter at MaiocaNBCS, M-A-I-O-C-C-O-N-B-C-S. A long time with NBC Sports Bay Area, but also a long time since we've had you on the show, Matt. It's great to connect with you again. Thank you so much for the time.
1: All right, Amy. Always my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me.